Thank you, Pastor Josh. Well, it's good to see you today, and I get to talk with you today. I'm excited about this for a whole bunch of reasons, because uh, I love talking about what we're going to be talking about today. Um, we're going to be talking about, about goodness, and uh, I, I, love, I love this topic, and so we're, we're going to focus on goodness today. Uh, as, as you know, uh, Pastor Josh is leading us in a series on the fruit of the Spirit, and in this fruit of the spirit, we've been taking one Sunday to look at look at each one, and uh, we're going today as we're looking at this. I, I want you to uh, I, I I want to set you free today from from some some legalisms. I want to set you free from some of the the things that uh, maybe the religious world tries to to put on us. But at the same time, I want you to understand God's got a great plan for us to be involved in advancing His kingdom. The, the book of Galatians that, um, that the, uh, the fruit of the Spirit is listed in, uh, is, it's a book that, that the Apostle Paul wrote because he was trying to undo something. Uh, when, when Paul, Saul of Tarsus, became a Christian, he had a radical transformation in his life. He was a religious person. As a matter of fact, Paul talks about himself. He was a Pharisee. He says, I was the chief among Pharisees. I was the Pharisee among Pharisees. Anybody wanted to see what the poster child for a Pharisee was like, they needed to look at me because I did it better than anybody. He says, but it didn't matter because I was going the wrong direction. It didn't make any difference. A lot of times you hear the idea, you know, it doesn't make any difference what God you serve, just as long as you're sincere about it. And Paul, the Apostle Paul says to us very clearly, that's just not true. <laughs> and so he's saying, you know, it only comes through Jesus Christ. And so when Paul was radically changed, when he was born again, when he stepped across that line of faith, whatever terminology is comfortable for you to, to understand that transformation in, in a person's life. You know, he, 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 he began to understand what was going on inside, and it was, it was very, very radical. And as he's going around the world, the known world at that time, preaching the gospel and his missionary journeys, there was a group of people that would follow him around this group of people, their, their, their name was, they were the Judaizers. And they would go behind Paul. He would go into a, a city where it was Ephesus or Corinth or, or um, Lystria, Iconium or Derby, one of these cities. And he would go in and he would say, he, first thing he would do is he would go to, to the Jewish believers. And he would say, I've got good news for you. The Messiah has come. His name is Jesus uh, and they were, oh, great, okay, let's, let's receive him, let's accept him, it sounds, makes sense. And then after he would leave the town, the Judaizers would come in behind him, and they would say, what Paul said is so good, it's good, it's really good. He just forgot to tell you the rest of the message. And so for you to really, really come into this thing, what you got, you know, believe in Jesus all you want, that, that's okay, but you've got, to, you've got to fulfill all of the laws, all these religious laws that are that in the Old Testament, you've got to fulfill those. In other words, you've got to go back to the legalism of, of, of this religious concept uh, for you to really be a, a complete person. And the Apostle Paul is saying his message was, no, 
We are saved by God's grace, not by works. And he, he was emphatic on it. You're, you know, and as that was the cry. It was the cry of the Apostle Paul. It was a cry of Martin Luther from, from the, 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 uh, the, the, this great change that, that took place. And the cry was solely by grace. Solo gracia. Only by God's grace are we saved. It has nothing to do at all with, with, with your goodness and how good you are, your good acts, your good deeds, how much good things you do around. It has nothing to do with that at all. It has to do with who you say Jesus Christ is. And so Paul is, is, is preaching this, this gospel. The Judaizers are coming in behind him. And Paul basically has enough. Paul was a defender of the faith. He comes to this point, he was a gentleman. He was a man captured by the love of God. He had the love of Christ flowing from him. But when it came time to stomp his feet and say, all right, enough of this. It's over with. And that's what the book of Galatians is. It's a book that says this legalistic stuff is over with. Forget about it. It doesn't matter. It's not going to save you. You need to come to a saving knowledge of Jesus Christ. Don't be good to impress God. Be good because God has impressed you. And that's what he's saying. And so as Paul is, is writing down his, his, through the direction of the Holy Spirit, through the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, Paul is writing down observations of what the spirit-filled Christian looks like. And he's saying, ah, that spirit-filled Christian, he is going to be producing stuff that this religious culture wants you to, 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 to synthesize this, to make it look like this. But it's going to come from deep inside. You're going to produce this Fruit of the Spirit. Not because you have to, but because you can't help it. <laughs> you can't help it. It just, it just comes out. And so when, when, when the Apostle Paul is, is listing out the gifts, the, the fruit of the Spirit, and go ahead and put those on the screen in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 22. So, but the fruit of the Spirit is, is love, joy, peace, patience or forbearance, kindness, Goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Today, I get to look at goodness with you. And this issue of goodness, it also can come across as the word generosity. It is a, it is a goodness that comes that affects everything about us. That, that we end up becoming very generous. Not because we have to, but because we've had this same radical work deep down inside of us that causes us to, to, to want to, to, to be generous, that causes us to want to, to share what we have. Not goodness from the world's mentality of, oh, they do good. Um, not because, well, they, they do those things because, because they, you know, it's, ni it's nice to do good. People should do good. In, you know, in our world, we have this idea that, uh, well, you know, uh, you know, I believe in God and you know, I don't believe all this Jesus stuff with having to, to go before with our sins. And so I believe that, I believe that we just need to do more good than, than evil 
And if we do that, then we stand before the men upstairs and they'll say, come on in. We're waited all out and lo and behold, hey, you're good. Come on in. You know, if, if people really, really honestly believe that, if they really honestly believe that, they would give 51% of their money to the work of the Lord. Because it's got it's, to balance it out, you know? It's got to be 51%. got to get more than, than, than you're giving to the bad. You got to do more good. 51% of my time is to, to serving the downtrodden. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah. And Paul comes and he says, oh, forget about all that stuff. Get rid of all this religious stuff. It doesn't matter. Get captured. Live this spirit-filled life. Walk in the spirit and watch what happens. And so the Apostle Paul, as he is under the direction of the Holy Spirit, is creating this incredible document called the Book of Galatians, that for the Christians it is the Emancipation Proclamation. It is that writing that sets us free from this bondage of slavery, of trying to do good and trying to be good. And it sets us free into being captured by the love of Jesus Christ. And becoming like God. And the word Christian, most of you know, it's a word that, that was first thought was a derogatory word. Some of the, 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 the Roman, Roman government was, had these, these, these people out there. They, they were at the time called people of the way. Because Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. And no one comes to the Father. He says, well, they're people of the way. And, you know, and all these, these people of the way, they're, 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 little, they're little Christs. They, they, they think they're little Christs. <laughs> they're, they're, they're Christian ets. They're, they're Christians. And the Christians go, hey, yeah, <laughs> we like that. We like that. Thank you for the compliment. We want to be Christ like. And the whole thing boils down to for God so loved the world that he, what? Gave. Gave. He gave. God gives. And if we're going to be like God, then we're going to be generous givers. We're going to give not because, well, you have to. You're going to give. You're going to be generous because I was like the Apostle Paul. I was breathing threats of hate as he's described in the book of Acts. This radical transformation takes place in this man of, 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 of hate where he becomes this gentle giant so in love with Jesus. Everything that he does reflects that love. So much so that when it comes time to stomp his feet and out of love to say, enough of this religious stuff. No more, no more, no more. But instead, because Jesus Christ has captured our hearts and our lives, then we're going to be, we're going to be givers. This, this word, goodness, go ahead and put the Greek word up, uh, agathosununi. It's a Greek word that just honestly, before Paul has this observation, before the infilling of the Holy Spirit in people's lives, it's a word that didn't exist. As a matter of fact, this word uh, of, of goodness in this way of uh, Agathosuni, it's a word that the Apostle Paul made up. He saw a work of the Holy Spirit in people's lives and there wasn't a word good enough to describe it. So he makes his word up. It's sort of like, like Will Ferrell, you know, in, in, in Elf, you know. 
what's the word he made? You may know the word? Ginormous. <laughs> yeah. We use that word a lot in our family. <laughs> we love that word, ginormous. Gigantic is not good enough. Enormous is not so ginormous. And Paul is saying, what the Holy Spirit does in your life, it can't be totally captured. It's in the word good. So we're, I'm going to make up this word. It's this word of goodness. Now, it was never, this word was in all of, of, of the Greek literature. This word goodness is never used anyplace else at all. In all the writings in Greek that we have, one of the, uh, one of the study guides that, that we use is the uh, uh, New Testament Dictionary of, of Greek Word Studies. Um, it's about, it's literally, the, the volumes are this, this big. I have it. And, um, and, and it goes through all of this. this study. How was this word to study the Bible, how was this word used in the culture, in this situation? And so they'll compare the word, how it was used in some other Greek writings someplace. And so we can understand that it's, it's meaning this. And okay, 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 good, good, good. And the Apostle Paul saying, this is not a word that describes what, what, I, what I see the Holy Spirit does in people's lives. There's no words for it. I want to make one up. And so he makes up this word, goodness. Now, the word goodness is used in the Old Testament I'm sure the goodness and mercy will follow me. We, know, we see it quite often there. But in the Greek writing, it, it wasn't there. There was no word for it. And Paul says, this thing is so special. I'm going to make up a word to describe what it looks like when a, when a person of hate, like, like me, gets filled with the power of the Holy Spirit and God does a revolutionary work in his life and this goodness begins to flow from them. This generosity that it's no longer, it's all about me and am I comfortable in my life, but I want to give out to, to somebody else. I want to give and I want to give away and I want to give, I want to give boldly. And that's why that in so much of Paul's writings that he talks about the importance of bringing your tithe to the house of the Lord because if goodness has captured your heart. He talks about taking care of the downtrodden because goodness has captured your heart. He talks about that, that thing of bringing God into your whole finances because this thing of goodness, generosity, it, it flows from deep, deep within and you just can't stop it. And again, like, like I say, this word, it's never used. The Apostle Paul is the only one that uses it in his writing. It's used four other places in the Bible uh, and in no other Greek writings, no other period writings at the time. So let's go to the passage in Romans. And Paul says, you know, I myself am convinced, my brothers and sisters, that you yourselves are full of goodness. That generosity, that giving, to, to, and you are filled with knowledge and competent to instruct others. That this, Paul is saying, we have to undo this religious stuff that attacks the world, but we also have to be willing to, to instruct others to do it from a basis of goodness. What God has done deep down in our hearts, we're not just saying, we have our laws if you're going to attend this church, you better straighten up. But he says that but because of that goodness, that because God has captured your heart and changed you deep on the inside, that even impacts your checkbook, that you're going to be able to reflect this goodness to people around you you're going to be able to say to them, aha, let God's blessings flow here. Let's go to the next passage. In Ephesians, the next place that Paul uses it is 
and I, I use the message uh, translation, a paraphrase here. I just love the way that it comes out here. So he talks about how, how messed up we, we were before we were filled with the Holy Spirit, before God came in and changed our lives. And, and he says, okay, you groped your way through that murk once. You know, you know what it's like to grope your way through all that murkiness out there? Ugh. You know, this past week, I'll talk more about this in a couple of minutes, but I've had to grope my way through other people's murk this, this past past oh, not week, several months, and having to do some work with the ungodly, and go, man, I can't wait to come to church to hang around you people that have been captured by, by God's goodness. I mean that very seriously. I, I, you know, I, I, you know, I told you, I, I can't wait to go to church to hang out with some good people. I, 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 need, I, I need this church. I need to hang around good people that, that love Jesus and that go in the same direction. I feel sorry for people who don't have a good church to hang around that's full of good people. But he says, you know, uh, okay, the bright light that Christ makes uh, your way plain so that no more stumbling around. Okay, get on with it. The goodness, the right, the truth, these are our actions appropriate for daylight hours. Figure out what will please Christ and then do it. There comes some times that may be serving God and doing uh, the, the, the goodness thing. Sometimes it's a little uncomfortable. May not be unco- may not be comfortable to go to the food bank or sometimes you're struggling. Do it, man. Pay my tithes. This is this is you know. Paul's saying, get on with the goodness. Sometimes it, it means discipline. Sometimes it means come going against some of those things that's inside of the, the nature, fallen nature that comes against the goodness of God. But but get on with it. And, and, and do it. Not just to have, well, I would like to, but, but do it. Do it. And he says, but, you know, you can do this. You can instruct when, you, when you've been instructed, when you've been captured by kindness. And then now they go to the passage in, in, in uh, Thessalonians. In, um, the, in 2 Thessalonians chapter 111. <laughs> uh, if, if you have that in your Bible... Get a hold of the History Channel like the rest of the guys did with all these false gospels. Uh, it should be Second Thessalonians chapter one verse eleven. Okay, okay. With this in mind, we constantly pray for you that our God may make you worthy of His calling, and that by His power that He may bring to fruition your every desire for goodness and your every deed uh, prompted by faith. That we have these desires for goodness. That, yeah, that, you know, God, uh, with your power, bring these desires to, in, into being. And it's, it's trusting God to, God, produce that fruit inside of me. The more that I walk with God, the more I'm going to be producing this thing. It's going to take place in my life. My, my question is, is, is are, are, are we generous? Are we givers? Do we reflect that Christ-likeness of, that our Heavenly Father reflects in, in, in giving and in giving and giving? And so this morning, we're going to share some, of the, some, some things with you about kid care. Pastor Josh asked me to, to, to talk about giving today and from, this, from a, a point of view of, of giving from, uh, through the missions program, an outreach program. You see, you know, your tithes and your offerings that you bring into the church, they are here to keep this church alive and keep it going. And if this church wasn't here, many of you, your marriages wouldn't exist now. 
Is that right? For many of you here, if it wasn't for this church, uh, your, your kids would not be serving God right now. Is that right? For, for many of you here, if it wasn't for this church, your, your emotional, your psyche would just be completely shot because there's a place to come in for, for, for mental health that takes place when you understand. And so when you, when you come and, and, and you give that tithe that we will be receiving at the end of the service, you are giving out of, out of that goodness of God. And you're allowing God to be involved in your finances because when we, when we say to God, God, I'm not, I do not believe in your Bible. When your Bible says, bring that tithe to the house of the Lord, I don't believe in that and I don't believe that you will hold back the hand of the devourer. And we allow the enemy of God to come in and ravage our finances and wonder where's God. And when we obey God and we give him and we invite him into our finances by becoming that tither, by becoming that, that person of goodness, giving back to God, we bring him in and he promises us that he will hold back the hand of the devourer. Most of you know that that, 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 that first point of the tenth, the Bible says that the first tenth is set aside for destruction. Whether you like that word or not, this is what the Bible tells us. It is going to be destructed. When the children of Israel went into the promised land, God, God lays out 10 towns that he's going to give them. He says, the, the, he said, you know, the rest of them, you can have the, the booty from them. But this first one, don't even touch it. From Jericho. And you know what happened in Jericho? They, you know, one guy broke, broke, broke chains and, and, and stole some of the stuff and hid it in his tent. And the whole nation suffered because of this one man's disobedience. God says, it is set aside for destruction. Not that it's going to go to God, but it's going to be, it's going to be destructed. When we, when we give that first tenth to God and we do what God tells us to do, God will bless the remaining nine tenths. I, uh, just for the sake of time, I won't get into too deep, but I have a friend who's with the Lord now. He was an accountant. He was a bookkeeper. He was a CPA. And he would put everybody to the test if you will give that one-tenth to the Lord, and in one year's time, if you are not living better than you're living now, or at least on the same plane that you're living on your, on your 100%, he says, I personally will give you back every nickel that you've given to God. And in his entire life, he never had to do that because people, they would step out and they would put, take that test of faith and God would bless them. I got to tell you, Janice and I, our whole lives, we have trusted God in that way. And we can honestly say, we will stand before you. The word of God tells us that we are to instruct you on, 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 on generosity and on giving and on, on what it's like. And not only do we instruct you, we, we live it ourselves. We, 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 do, we do it ourselves. There's been some times that we've given when it was, boy, was it hard to give. Man, was it hard to give. When we were first married, living in Bakersfield, and the car broke down, and all I had was a motorcycle. Christmas time in Bakersfield is not nice on a motorcycle. <laughs> Trust me. <laughs> but we, we trusted God. It wasn't easy, but we trusted God. We did it anyway. And to the place in our lives now where I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm going to be very, very honest with you. Sometimes the blessings of God are embarrassing. They're embarrassing because... God gives, and over a period of time, over a lifestyle of giving, God comes in, he just, he just dumps it on you. You go, wow, God, this is great. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. 
and people don't understand God's blessings, how God has been abundant in his blessings. I'm gonna show you a video. It's a kid care video. I just, I, some of you who are new to the church may not understand what kid care is. It is, it's an outreach program. Some of you, well, is that a, a children's ministry program? No, it, it's an outreach program around the world. When communism fell, I couldn't wait to get into the country, and so I, I made my way in, finally. Um, and um, over one, one trip, I was back up in the hills of Siberia in the summertime, and uh, the orphanage director was this orphanage, just kind of had to go there, didn't plan on, didn't had, had no heart for orphans or cared about them, very honestly. And uh, I was at this orphanage, and this, um, the director said, my kids don't have shoes for, summer, for winter time. You know, would you help me? And, you know, and God just spoke to my heart and said, yeah, you know, you're going to help him. And so I said, I promise you that before winter comes around, I'll be back here with enough shoes for all of your kids. I came home. For some of you that were around the church at that time, this is a long time ago, uh, you're old. Um, and <laughs> sorry, sorry, Judy. <laughs> um, but... Um, uh, I came home, and, 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 and you guys stepped up. I said, I want new shoes. Don't bring me any, sh- any used shoes. Give your best away. Give your best away. Some people say, well, I got some, there's some pretty good shoes. I'm going to give them to you anyway. I said, great, you can give them to me. I'm not taking them. And I didn't. And, um, but we took these brand new shoes, and we, and we, we gave them to the orphans. And, and God spoke to my heart during this process. And he said, this is what I want you to do. What, ride a train across Siberia? You know, I want you to take care of kids. And, you know, the name Kid Care came on a train uh, in, in Russia. And um, trying, to get the, trying to get it in to, to, the, to, to Siberia, I, could, I couldn't get to the town because it was about a, uh, a 14-hour ride on a car through roads that weren't really roads. And um, they were just a, a dirt path, really, uh, across Siberia. And I couldn't, I couldn't get away. Nobody wanted to take me. And, I couldn't, and the people that I was working with, they, oh, no, no. We'll get them over there next week. So no, God told me to deliver them. And God gave me a, gave me a passage. Uh, and, and, and one of those little in thoughts at one of Paul's writings, it says, see to it that you finish the tasks set before you. And, and, and oh, okay. I called Janice. And I said, Janice, I, I'm having a hard time, you know, uh, getting into... Uh, you know, getting up into to, to Chusavoy, and I, I, you know, and, and she said, well, you know, Larry, God gave me a scripture this morning, and it said to see to it that God give, fin- you finish the task that God set before you. Okay, so I just stopped my feet, like, like the Apostle Paul. I've got to get to Chusavoy. Get me there, get me there, get me there. And so finally it happened, and I got, I got there. But, but we had to see to it. There comes time for, for when you're doing acts of goodness that you have to just simply say, no, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Nothing is going to stop me. I'm going to do it. Even my own doubt inside of myself. I'm going to, I'm going to push past my doubts. And so it started, that, it started on, on, a, on a shoe trip. And it has grown since then from Russia to, uh, to, to trips around the world, uh, to, to um, Haiti, India, Africa, and uh, Im- impacting here at home through our food bank, through our study buddy programs, tutoring programs, our backpack programs. I'm going uh, you know, uh, to ask us to watch this video here. Kid Care International is an agency of hope. 
We found that looking at the face of, of kids throughout the years that um, when you look into the eyes you can see into the soul. When a kid has lost hope and we see that downward spiral they begin to to come apart. There's nothing worth living for. Existence, just a daily existence is all they care about. They don't have any dreams. Their dreams have been taken away from them. They don't even know how to dream. As a matter of fact, they've been told not to dream because they're less than. They're, they're not quite good enough. So kid care came into existence to put this worth back into these kids. And what we have learned is that uh, these kids grow up to be adults. Many adults go through their, their entire life without hope. They never really see the, the meaning of life. They never really see the meaning of, of breath. And that's what Kid Care does. Kid Care puts hope back into the hopeless situation. All the events that we do, whether it is, whether it is a, a food bank, whether it is a, a kid pack, if it is delivering food or delivering textbooks, all of these programs of Kid Care International are designed to, to put hope back into kids. But it requires a team. It requires a team of, of people that are, are generous. And that's where each one of you comes in. Generosity. This incredible fruit of the Spirit. This sign of being a Spirit-filled Christian of being generous. The Bible says that God so loved that, that He gave. And we know that you really can't love unless you're giving and to say that we, we love the people around us and, and not give is to, is to delude ourselves, to trick ourselves. But God has called us to be givers. God has called us to, to find situations and Kid Care is designed to help you find situations where you can invest your, your time, your life Invest your money because it does take money to buy rice. It takes money to buy school uniforms. It takes money to to speak into the kids' lives. See, hugs. Hugs are worth a million dollars. To go into a situation where there's a kid that is rarely hugged, to put your arm around them and just, just give them a hug. It puts a worth and a dignity back inside of them. God's enemy tries to rob God's prized creation of dignity, making us think that we're less than, we're not quite good enough. But as Christians, when we have that fruit of the spirit of love, joy, peace, patience, generosity, when we are giving, we are doing what Jesus Christ came to earth to do. That is to undo the works of the devil, to put dignity back into people's lives. As kid care, our, our goal is to put it back in their lives before it has done great damage to them. You see, when you look in their eyes and you see into their souls, whether they're a little kid or whether they're a convict on, on death row, there's just no hope. There's no, there's, there's no way out. But God's love through God's people undoes the work of the devil and puts hope back into people's lives. So our food bank, 
It lets people know that somebody cares about them. I can't give it up. I come here, I know these people that are in line. I see sometimes the same people every week with additions of new faces, sometimes faces we won't see for months and then they come back. And I just feel like it's such an important part of the ministry here, not only providing them with the actual food, but being able to see people, call them by name, greet them, let them know that, you know, they're not different than we are. We're all in that same situation where we need some assistance, we need some encouragement, we need some support. Being a part of the food bank is a great way to, to say to, to, to adults and to, to families, to maybe to dads that can't quite feed their family or to, to single moms, I have God's love in my heart for, for you. And so Kid Care exists to be an agency of hope. We love peddling hope. I want to invite you to be a peddler of hope with us. You know, we have people every Saturday that are the food bank giving. We have people that are highly involved in, in um, just on a continual, ongoing basis uh, out of the, the goodness in their heart, out of that incredible work of the Holy Spirit. They can't stop themselves. A couple of months, you, and you're going to be, most of you going to be dead tired from the living nativity because out of the goodness of your heart, You've had a chance to, 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 to proclaim the virgin birth and the deity of Christ. And you're going to be tired. But out of the goodness of your heart, you just keep going. You just keep going. Because you got changed. You got radically changed. I want to say thanks to, to, to uh, Zeke and Brandon for staying up all night long, putting the video together for me. <laughs> I don't know how long they stayed up, but they did, you know, and Aaron for helping with the filming and everything, but just um, on one of my trips back from Africa, uh, on the plane back, I was talking with one of the passengers on the plane, and I said, well, so I've been on a hunting safari, been out killing God's animals. He didn't say that. That's my, you know. And um, I said, well, what were you doing? So I said, I work with the orphans and working with, you know, mothers with AIDS and, um, and, uh, oh, oh, that's nice, that's nice, that's good. So you know what, you need to, you really need to talk to this lady over here. And she, she is filthy rich. She is, she is just filthy rich. She has got so much money. And I, you know, she had just paid $135,000 to shoot a lion. And so, you know, okay, I understand that. And um, so I uh, made my way over to her and I, I just said, you know, um, um, you know, I, you know, my name's, I work with Kid Care, and we, uh, and we, we do these things, and uh, I said, you know, um, have you ever thought about giving back to, to Africa? Have you ever thought about helping in some of the, with the orphanages and, and uh, some of the programs that were, uh, and, and, you know, I'm, I will never forget her body language. She, she, she kind of stepped back. I mean, we weren't sitting, we were standing. She kind of stepped back and she looked at me and she kind of like, you know, like, like, oh, that's for people like you. 
you know, I begin to realize that, you know what, you're, you're right, you're right. That's for people like me. That's for people like me. And I'm, I'm a part of them. Those people that have been captured by the kindness, by the goodness of God. That they're walking in a spirit-filled life and the goodness just happens because they're not working at it. It just, it just happens. I want to introduce you to a couple of people that are my kind of people. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm, like, I'm, a, I'm a part of them. And uh, Erica and Chris have been strong supporters of Kid Care over the years. And uh, they have, Erica has stepped up into our Kid Pack program. Kid Pack program was originally designed, you saw some of the pictures of uh, some of the kids with a little canvas bag with some blueprint on it. That was the original kid pack. And uh, we would take, pack them up and take them to, to, to countries because of the airline prices now. We just can't do it anymore. But we do get to u- do it here at home. And it's an incredible, life-changing outreach. So Erica, come on up. And uh, would you welcome Erica? Thank you, Pastor. Good morning, everybody. So, I have my week, my last week's notes, and it's titled, um, You Really Can Change the World, and Pastor Stevie and Pastor Janie spoke, and my notes that I wrote were, do small things with great love, just go around and love people, all we are called to do is love, and then they said that we should pray, and we should just say, love through me, so... The Kid Pack program is just that. It's a way to love. It's a way to do, show love through small things. We got our first five filled Kid Packs as we were walking into second service today. And they're heavy, and it's really exciting. And those tags will um, have a kid's name on it so that we can say, here you go, Jeremy. Here you go, Allison. And they will be handed to them. We're really excited that we got our first ones back. So I've been working with Kid Care for about six years now. And when I started, I thought, yeah, I think I want to help out with kids in the community. And I was captured by that idea. And then I was captured by the smiles of those little faces. And then I was captured by the thank yous. And then I was captured more than I thought I would be captured. I was captured by those eyes because every time I see those eyes, I see hope in their eyes. And I see anticipation because they know what's coming. And I see the parents' eyes of gratitude and humbleness, like humility. Because a lot of them feel like they shouldn't be here or they're embarrassed to be here. Sometimes you'll look through these pictures and some of these little girls are dressed in their best. They come to our kid care parties dressed in their best because this might be the only Christmas that they get. So I was captured by all of that six years ago. Kid pack, each of these kid packs is more than just an outreach. It's an attack against the enemy, against these families, against these kids who they don't feel like they deserve it or they've been told they don't deserve it. So it's an attack. We're showing them love. So these backpacks are prayed for before we even receive them. These kid packs are 
claimed for these families. And we pray for these kids before we even know their names. And we pray that each of these kid packs goes into a family and it's planting a seed in that family. And they get love. They feel our love. In a time that is the most wonderful time of the year, it might not be for these families. And it's a time of Christmas, Christ, his birth, celebration. When you ask these kids at these parties, what is Christmas all about? They raise their hand and it's gifts, it's love, it's family. And one little boy is like, it's about Jesus. And each of those answers were right. And we all kind of clapped for their answers. So I've seen God work in this Kid Pack program. I've seen him. I felt him move. He's amidst every detail. He he's lays it all out, and we just kind of follow. And we've got so many volunteers, and there's so many faces behind Kid Care International, but behind the Kid Pack program, these are the faces of Kid Care International. These happy little smiling kids who, I mean, it just stops me. I'm speechless because it captures me again going through these and looking at these little kids. So what can you do? We have kid packs out in the back there. You just go back and you grab one and you fill it. Get your kids involved. Get your grandkids involved. That's how it started with me. Fill it with age-appropriate, gender-appropriate toiletries, clothing, toys, school supplies. And keep in mind that it's more than just a folder. It's more than just a package of socks. It's an act of love. It's an attack against that enemy that wants to rob that little kid of dignity, those at-risk children, as we call them. If you don't feel like doing the, the kid pack thing and going out and shopping yourself, hand me a Target gift card, a Walmart gift card for, you know, 30 bucks will fill a kid pack, or a donation, you know, cash donation. We gladly accept it, and, and we'll do the dirty work. <laughs> we'll go out and do it. Um, and you will still be blessed for your, your love and your gift. Um, we also will have a toothpaste drive on November 30th. So when you come into church, just drop a new tube of toothpaste into that um, bin that we'll have out in front. Uh, Laser Island and the Hornikers have kindly opened up their um, business. And every Thursday in the month of November, if you bring in a new and um, unwrapped toy, you will get a free game of laser tag. So you can go and support the Harnackers and also give and be blessed all around for that. Spread the word. Facebook, we're such a social media you know, generation now. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, spread it to everybody that you know, your coworkers, take them into your, um, into your workplace, into your families, into your neighborhoods, and let others get a chance to be a blessing. My grandma always used to say, don't rob anybody of their blessings. Just get, let them give and tell them, receive your blessing in return. So I have a lot of non-Christian. I have atheist friends who fill kid packs, and they still get blessed. And I tell them, you'll still be blessed for this. Um, so you have plenty of time. We don't need the backpacks till November 30th. So they're out there. I will be out there at the end. We need lots of volunteers. It doesn't happen without volunteers. And I want to thank you for helping in the past and now and for those that will help in the future because this program, I don't believe, is going anywhere. So I just want, I have a stack full of thank you cards and letters from some kids from Lehigh Elementary, and I just want to leave you with these words from them. 
says, I really appreciate when we least expected it. It came like an appreciation gift. It felt like I earned it for nothing. Someday, I will do something like you guys, giving something out for free and giving them like if you really meant to give it to us. And that was from Margarita. This one says, Dear Kid Care, I know that I did not deserve this, but thank you for giving this to Lehi. And that was from Aaliyah. This says, Dear Kid Care, I would like to thank you for coming to our school and taking the time and helping us and supporting us. I especially enjoyed how you took consideration in helping us. I hope that you all have a nice day and see that you are all doing a good thing in helping many kids and adults. And that was from Damien. And then we have this one from Alondra. It says, Dear Kid Care, thank you for caring about us at Lehigh and other kids. And Kid Care people have a very good and big heart. So we have a very generous God, and I know we ask a lot of you, especially during this time. It's a, a stretching time for all of us. But I found this verse, and it says in Psalm 116, verse 12, what shall I return to the Lord for all his goodness to me? So how can you help? How can you return to the Lord? So I'll be out and back with many ways, small ways and big ways that you can help. Thank you for your time. Thank you, Charles. Thank you, Erica. Throughout the years, we've, you know, we always have troubles getting, um, getting things into foreign countries, and um, we've, um, we always send our hit person to solve the problem. That's my wife, Janice. Uh, uh, she has been able to, to get you know, containers of food uh, across uh, the island of Hispaniola, <laughs> Uh, from Dominican Republic into Haiti with the aid of, uh, of the United Nations and uh, several AK-47s, uh, making certain and riding with them all the way that it got delivered. She is one of those see-to-it persons. Uh, she was, you saw pictures in, in the, of kids holding up textbooks. She was able to... The, the, the seaport of Dar es Salaam is, is uh, in world... Uh, the world view is that it is the most corrupt seaport in the world. She was able to face them down in all their corruption and get those books delivered to our kids. And so, um, you know, Janice is going to be talking about our, our, our Sponsor a Child program. And this is one of those things that just really, you know, it, it, you go, oh, yeah, based on what? Based on goodness. I get to do something for a kid because God did so much for me. So Janice, come on up. Well, they're not sponsor a child. They're sponsor our childs, our children. They're our kids. I know these kids. These are not random children. They're just the same as the kids up in Sunday school to me. They're children that belong to us. We've seen them grow up, many of them over the years, and we know their names, and they know us, and I'm BB, Grandma, and, and he's Babu, Grandpa. <laughs> so they're our children, and I just, it would be so delightful for us, for you to know all of them, 
They're, um, grow they're, we're so proud of them. They're all growing up to be wonderful young ladies and young, and young men that love God. They're in a very loving Christian environment. The Lord has blessed us with the most amazing place to take care of these children and the most amazing people he's put in our lives just like you. You would love them so much. Our dear brother Golden, for years and years, has he is just such an example of the love of the Lord taking care and making sure these children are cared for. And our kids are scoring like out of 100 children, they're scoring in, in a classroom or in a grade. They're scoring like four out of 100, six out of 100, like in the very top. And these are, the, these are kids who are orphans testing against children who are raised, some of them in very privileged families. So you can see that the place of care that they live is a place of love. Some of them that uh, had, you know, had opportunity for adoption, they feel like they're in, a home, they're in a family. And they said, oh, no, we don't want them to be adopted. We would miss them too much. <laughs> so they become each other's brothers and sisters. And we're so proud of some of them. Um, recent graduate um, is now working as a secretary in the uh, in the uh, government office in Arusha, and I want to read you some other stories, just briefly, of some of our other kids. It says, it's unbelievable that I completed secondary education and now taking community uh, developed course. I remember that when I, that I was born on the streets, and I don't know my father, my mother passed away in 2011 and I was rescued from the streets by the Kid Care Center. Much more, many more, he's talking about us, has contributed to change my life from nothing, from unloved, no parent love, to somebody accepted by the community. Thanks to Kid Care International and to others, my sponsors, for my support. My God is God of wonders. And this is Emmanuel. He is now 18, and he is now, um, he's no longer sponsored because he's 18, and he is finding a way now to um, actually take care of himself. Here's another one. Um, Kisa, Cassia James. I'm an orphan living with no parents, and I was brought to the um, Kid Care Center, I was taken care of, brought up, sent to school by Kid Care Internationals. Uh, they paid for me in vocational training, tailoring course, and I graduated now, and I'm employed. I've employed myself as a tailor with my sewing machine. I earn money, feed myself, and... Um, Pay rent, and I live safely. Thank you so much, Kid Care. Dear sponsors, greetings from David, a former street boy, but taken care of at the center from 2006 to 2014. 
I was sent to primary school, secondary school, and college. And now I'm a tour guide and a language teacher at the Data Sky College. Without your support, my life might be in a terrible place. Thank you, sponsors. My name is Navo. My parents, I do, I do not know. I've, I have not seen them. I was taken in by my grandparents, and they were not well and could not take care of me. I am glad I came to the center, and now I'm in school, and one day will be a doctor. Thanks, Kid Care, Janice and Larry. It's me, Navo. <laughs> So here's a song that the kids wrote, and they sing it. They, they, they wrote it out for me and sent it to me. They have little notes on the side where they want to make sure that I know that it's music. And, and uh, I can hear their voices singing this. At evening, I hear the mothers call their children by name, but no one calls my name. I'm an orphan, and I have no mother or father. I do have a heavenly father who knows my name. One day he will call my name so that I may come home to a place in heaven he has prepared for me. I know that goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in my father's house forever. These kids have a true concept of what it means to have a heavenly father. You know, the Lord is their daddy. He's their father. They love Jesus, and they want, they would want me to tell you thank you so much for all of your care, all of your love, all of your prayers. And we get up in the morning and we pray for our kids. Just to invite you to join, join with Larry and I to pray for our kids in the morning. They're a long ways away, but the world is, is very small, and there are brothers and sisters in the Lord. And we love them. So thank you very much. If you're interested in sponsoring a young person or a child, uh, Marlene will be out. Marlene works with us on the Sponsor Child Program, and she'll be out in the, in the lobby, and you can talk to her about that. Thank you so much. I'm going to ask the worship band to come on up. Uh, and, you know, a number of years ago when the downturn in the economy hit, it really hit kid care very, very hard. It was just really because all, I'm not, that's not hyperbole, all of our big donors were in the housing industry. <laughs> and so it really hit kid care hard. And, you know, I mean, I had to even talk with some of our some of our directors, especially with our, our, our home for Mothers with AIDS, and just say, I'm sorry, we, we just can't do this anymore. You've got you to kick the women back out on the streets. There's just nothing that we can do. And, and it was a hard thing to do, and I hated doing it, but, but we had to do it. It's just the money wasn't there. And then we did start the, um, the thrift store, and as much as it's been able to, to fill in, it hasn't been, solved all the problems. Uh, it was just, and it's just one of those things. And I'm going to ask you to do something. Most of you, you look at the parking lot and you go, "Guy, I'm embarrassed at my church. It's got all that. 
What are they doing out there? You know, well, we're storing a thrift store until we find another place. You know, it's it's hard to find a place. We every time we think we find one, something happens, and we're in negotiations right now. I need for you, out of your heart of goodness, I need for you to sincerely and earnestly be in prayer that tomorrow, as we are working on some negotiations for for this for the store. And honestly, I mean, I, I, I couldn't wait to come to church. I was telling Janice, I want to get to church where there's some good people. I want to be around some good people. I'm, I'm tired of working with a, a selfish world. You know, and just this one place that we're looking at, we're hoping to get, you know, we're, we're praying that God will release it to us. It's a great location. And, you know, you know thanks, thanks to all of you who say, well, have you tried this place? And the answer is, yeah. If there's anything around, we, we've tried it. Trust me, we have done our homework. We're down to this one place, and we need, we need for God to do a, a miracle on this person's heart. His attitude with us is, if you don't like it, that's just too bad. Take it or leave it. And I even had, Janice had a, an attorney, um, a Beverly Hills attorney, a friend of her brother's who did some, some free work for us. He's a, one of the $350 to $500 an hour attorneys. And he looked at the contract, and he said, you know what? Said, that's just a mean contract. That's just mean. I need for you to pray that God will do some work on a mean heart. I need for you to pray that this will happen because I don't want to call any more orphanages and say, tell your kids to quit eating. I don't want to do that. And, 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 and this store needs to go on. It needs to go on for the sake of, of, of for the sake of goodness. Having that, because it's it's there, it's there. We've been blessed with, with so much of a product in the parking lot, but no way to get to get to to move it. I need for you to pray about that. And so I just want to say thank you for your prayers. Thank you in advance for your prayers. And would you be praying that God would do a miracle? Uh, in your bulletin there's an outline. It's a really good sermon. Too bad I'm not going to go through it today. Uh, <laughs> But I know you want to eat spaghetti, and so do I. But this morning, as you, as you give, 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 give out of goodness, Paul, in his writing, says, oh, never give under compulsion. Never give because, but, but determine in your heart ahead of time what you're going to give because God's changed your heart. And you're giving out of goodness. And so this morning, as, as you give, you're, you're giving to advance the, this church. You're inviting, if you're tithing, you're inviting God to come in and, and to, to protect your finances. You're inviting God to hold back the hand of the devourer. You're inviting God to be a part of, of that place and so that, that, that goodness and mercy will follow you all the days of your life and that you will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. We're saved not because of any good deeds. We're saved because Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins and paid the price. And you don't have to be good to get it. You just simply have to believe in your heart, confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus Christ. You're saved. And the Holy Spirit comes in Starts moving your heart furniture around. Move this over here. You're going to trip on that. Move this over here. Get this out of the way. 
what happens is goodness. Goodness happens. And you're a spirit-filled Christian producing the fruit of the Spirit. Let's stand. Oh, Father, we're so grateful to you that you are your good God, always in a good mood. And we want to be little Christettes. We want to show the love of Jesus the way that you do. We thank you for your faithfulness to us. I, I, God, selfish, I pray you'd get me and Janice back to Africa real quick. God, get us there quickly. God, we need to be there. So I pray your blessings over this offering now that the, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the good news, the good news will get everybody. We love you, Lord Jesus. God bless you as you give to the Lord this morning.